Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well one day after Roma defeat Benevento 5-2. Andy, let's just jump right into it. Were you pleased with that performance? You wanted, you, you said in the preview episode that you were looking for Roma to score a bunch of goals mm-hmm. and... They did that. However, I think there is also the caveat, too, that in defense, at least, that for me, obviously, pleased with the victory. They needed that. Guys like Cristante had very good performances. But again, at the back, I don't know what it is when they change. I was very curious that Fonseca goes from this three at the back system to more of a, his usual 4-2-3-1. I don't know what it is. They obviously very happy overall. However, I also think that you look at the scoreline, you would think that there were no issues. But that that wasn't the case, in my opinion. I thought, again, very pleased with just about everything. But I was still a little worried about some of the issues and some of the mistakes that were made in defense. Yes. And, you know, uh, I think when we talk about... um you know, considering what Fonseca is all about and sort of looking at uh, his his stay at Roma and, you know, what his qualities are and what, most of all, what his flaws are um, when we hear rumors of uh, of him being, you know, uh, well, con- looking at him as a, as a guy who at the end of the season might leave, um I think the the one glaring flaw is it's not the substitutions. It's not the uh, in-game management. It's the fact that we can't seem to find consistency in in our performances. It's it's always it's always like this with Roma um and at least with the Fonseca one but I think this is a problem that goes far beyond Fonseca but still we expected this to change. It's the fact that you go into a game and and you play well but then it's like you as soon as as soon as something negative happens roma uh, basically st- stop reacting and um and it, it, it's always you, it's always like a compromise between the good stuff that you do and the bad stuff that you do so a, a, a game that the a roma game a typical roma game under fonseca is never hundred percent positive there is always uh, a fraction of the game or a mistake that you know uh, halts the, the 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 overall performance of the team and um and so in this case it should have been an easy win you look at the scoreline you think it's an easy win but until the 
I would say 70th minute or 75th minute, we struggled. And um and it it, it wasn't it wasn't nice to look at. Um again, as you just said, there you go from a game where you're you're solid defensively to a game where you're you're all over the place. And um you go from a game where you start off brilliantly in the first half to a game where you're extremely slow and 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 that's you know it's up and down it's it's back and forth between this and that and it's it, it, it it's never roma have never found a consistency in their performances that's the only, that's the most worrying aspect of 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 this team of of this season going forward um especially with covid um, with with what it brings, with that additional element of uh, of worry, of uncertainty, um, you would expect Roma and and most of all, they're mo- the the team's most important players because there are some issues here that Fonseca can't solve. He can't solve the mistakes that uh, Vertu makes out of right, the blue. Right. He can't solve Spinazzola. I remember making that. Mistake in at the this is the season finale um, where he just basically goes brain dead, um, and it's 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 those things. It's it's we as a whole there is never consistency, and that's the one thing that worries me. Aside from that, this team this team yesterday had many good moments, and as you said, Cristante was good. He was very good. Um, Mirante. Finally, we see a goalkeeper Phenomenal. that that makes a save on a penalty and then makes an an, an even more important save on uh, La Padula. Um, again, a guy who uh, basically makes a career out of scoring goals against Roma. I, this guy, between the De Rossi slap and yesterday's penalty, would probably be somewhere in Lega Pro by now had it not been <laughs> right. for Roma. Right. Um, so overall, you know, you you have these guys like Pedro, you have guys like Jeko, Miketarian, who you know they can have uh, gaps in their consistency. Pedro is probably the only one who's put in a decent shift all the game through. So that's you know that that that's from me. It's I, many good elements, but also there is an underlying theme. Let's put it that way. That that worries me. So I think that is probably the perfect way to put it. And in the interest of us coming off as too negative, I thought yesterday had so many good moments. Again, Cristante, Mirante, I I feel like at least in the first few matches, this is sort of a talking point that has gone underspoken or underappreciated even. We have to discuss, because I, I know Fonseca does get some criticism and you and I will undoubtedly in a moment here discuss once again this substitution thing because it is once again quite bizarre that he waits so long to make a change during the match. But nonetheless, we have to give him credit. And I tweeted something to the extent of this yesterday, but he took a gamble with Mirante. And and I know that it's sort of easy to say that now, because when I tweeted that, I had some people say, well, oh, it was always obvious that he was so much better than Paul Lopez or Robin Olsen. But let's be clear here, okay? Roma broke a club record to bring in Paul Lopez. And Paul Lopez does well his first, what, four to five months. 
And then January of this year arrives and he completely capitulates. He makes silly mistakes. He's conceding unfathomable goals. And the, the ones I think to are so obvious, like in the preseason against Cagliari, just things that you would not expect from a goalkeeper that you pay 25 million euros for. And considering that the only option is a 37-year-old, I think it's very, or was very brave of Fonseca to to do this. It was a gamble. We have to be clear when we say that because it could have easily blown up in his face. But Andy, as you just said, Mirante, if I could play that goal on loop where he boots it forward and Roma score on one of the most beautiful counterattacks that I have seen from this team in such a long we, time. We haven't we haven't seen a goalkeeper play like that since since Alisson. That's the thing that Alisson yeah. was so good at. He was so good at getting the ball back and then putting it into somebody's feet um, and putting that person already in an advantage. And that's what he did. I mean, it, it, you know, it was a three against two um, and it was it was a beautiful sight to see. And that's again, I think that's a, a, a big, this should be a big talking point uh, of, of this Roma, um, at least the performance from yesterday, is that we are very good at counterattacks. Very good. Very we are, good. We are deadly. And and it's probably because of the IQ of the three four forwards and and then add to that uh, an additional engine like, like Vertu who can basically, you know, just ran back and forth all game long and he'll never get tired and he'll still have the, 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 the smarts to, 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 you know, to finish. Um, this, this team can really do some damage on the counterattack. Again, there is another factor that worries me that gets into it is that when we're not counterattacking, when we're in possession, we look a bit clueless. And yesterday I was going absolutely mad when when Benevento had the advantage and we just could not make our own minds as to what the hell we're going to do, you know? And, and it was it, they they looked helpless. And I I wonder why because Spinazzola is playing great, and he has uh, an additional step in his in his game. I mean, when he accelerates, that's game over for m- most most opponents. Um, same goes for uh, Vertu. Same goes for uh, Pellegrini, who should be the person, the go-to person when you're in possession. Um, Cristante yesterday was playing that role. He wasn't really a defender yesterday. It was, it was like a six, like a number six, and and just shifting between positions. And he did very well. But we looked clueless. And then as soon as they decided, okay, let's play simple one one touch football. Let's let's make it fun. Let's have fun. Let's make it simple let's let's move the ball a bit faster boom and then you go they they score twice and um and that's the thing that i i cannot understand why they take so long to understand that you got to move the ball fast that you have the quality to to make 
a, a play that makes the difference. They have the quality to score those those great goals. The Carlos Perez goal is a is a wonder goal. Is Incredible. a great Incredible. is a great individual goal. At the same time, it's a great team goal. You see the way the ball moved in yes. the back line and how Cristante was then able to get it out and into Perez's feet. That's a team goal. And that's how Roma should play all game long. And they just can't. Yeah. And the funny thing, too, is you talk about the counterattack and how free-flowing and beautiful that the football was yesterday. And Roma could have easily had seven goals to their name. Mkhitaryan missed two oh, again. Man. Wide open sitters. That guy that guy is probably the only guy who can have a horrible game and still end up with two assists. Exactly. Well, I think he's had, he's missed easy goals now in every single match, if I'm right. not mistaken. Which, you know, you hope he turns that around, obviously. But I completely agree. This team looks so different when they play with the right mentality. The, the counterattack yesterday that they that they were the counterattacks that they were showing yesterday were just unbelievable. I've never seen them that effective on the counterattack. They they looked like just about every time they had the ball in possession on the counter that they could have scored. And I, I was very, very pleased with the football from a counterattacking standpoint. And even general in attack, there were moments, particularly in the first half, where they would stagnate. They ran out of ideas. And obviously, you have to work on that. But overall, you know, again, from a from attacking viewpoint, I don't think you can have many too too many complaints. I do want to talk about though. You you brought up Perez, so I find it interesting because b- probably a couple minutes before he made the substitution, I was critical again of Fonseca doing this because Andy, I I don't know what the issue is if this is intentional that he's doing this with the substitutions. And I would love to hear him elaborate more on it because he he really only has given very general and diplomatic answers when asked about either why he hasn't made more substitutions or as to why he is waiting or why he waits so late to make these substitutions. I I don't know if it is a case of him not trusting his substitutes or or what what the situation is, but... I don't think he made the first one until the 65th, 67th minute, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. And what I find mo- most interesting again, though, is when I, when I expressed that opinion, I had some people say, oh, well, he got it completely right. Okay. The facts say that he got it right. I don't know, Andy, because they were, particularly in the early portion of that second half, it did not look good. And, and I guess I'm just curious as to, if you think this is a concern, because for the last few matches now, we the we have been told a couple of things. We've been told that oh, who does who does Roma have on the bench? Who who can they honestly use in this situation? And then you you see Perez come off the bench and score a wonder goal. VR was good too. So I don't like being told that because I think it's a farce that there's nobody available on the bench, or we've been told that. This is how Fonseca likes to operate. He, he he likes to keep the team in there as long as possible until he is more or less forced into making a change. But regardless of that, I guess I'm confused as to how he approaches using his substitutes because I thought, yes, while they did do good yesterday, I thought that he could have brought them on sooner. Is that how you felt too? Because again, the same people telling me that, oh, he did this 
on purpose. He, he waited intentionally to bring them in. These are the same people who were telling me a couple weeks ago when I was critical of him not bringing in the name sooner against Juve that there's nobody on the bench. So what is it? It can't be both, right? Well, I, I'll disagree with you about yesterday. I, I, I didn't really uh, have uh, that much of an issue with how he brought on those substitutions. I was, however, uh, surprised to see uh, Pellegrini uh, stay in the game uh, because I just I just thought that um, putting VR instead of him would have made more much more sense. Um, but hey, that's that's how it goes. I'm I'm actually curious to see if if this changes, if this if this situation develops um, as the number of games uh, increases in in the coming weeks, um, because you are going. I mean, he's going to be forced to, you know, to to give uh, eventually Jeco arrest uh, Pellegrini, um, Vertu, Mikatarian. Uh, those are all guys that 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 should that should you know have a game on the bench um, because yeah because you just need it you you need it for for the team and I think you look at how how guys like VR and Perez entered the game and and they entered the game with with the right mentality um, uh, VR didn't waste any balls when he when he came in he he made the right play he, he was phenomenal. Made, he, oh, he made a he so made a good. yeah he made a great touch great turn to 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 serve Jeko um to serve sorry Mkhitaryan and then Mkhitaryan to Jeko but but it was it was and it shows you that yes you you can count on these guys that the if if you give them the confidence that they need they can perform they have the quality they have these moments where they can do good. And I even think that a guy like Borja Mayoral can find his place in this team. Um, we, we've seen him yesterday for, what, like eight, nine minutes. That's okay. Um, it, it was his debut. Um, but I think overall this is a guy who, who can find his, his space in this team. And as I said, you know, I have I had an issue in, 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 in previous games. Um, yesterday, not so much. Um just because I, he made those changes right when we got uh, the advantage over Benevento. Had we not gotten that penalty, um, maybe we would be talking about a different game, right? Mm. And uh, and and so I'm I I'll 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 be looking at that. I'll be, now that we start the Europa League campaign. Um, now that we have to play more games within a, a shorter amount of time, it's going to be interesting how he manages that. Um, it's also going to be interesting how he manages the, the, you know, to the changes with, with with guys that like Diawara who's out with COVID, Calafiori out with COVID, um, and how he, I mean, you know, uh, we can be daydreaming here, but the circumstances are unfortunate, and eventually he'll be forced. I, I you know, I'm I'm willing to bet that he'll be forced to to count on the guys that he, he's not probably counting on so much right now and um the quality is there maybe not you know maybe not huge numbers uh <laughs> putting on cristante sends a pretty strong message that fazio you're useless we we understand that you know you make a lot of money but you're useless so um we don't mention you along the lines of juan jesus but you're useless and uh but if you look at that you have that interesting trio of spaniards 
that that are I think I think will grow into something interesting, and it's it's nice also to have that that comfort of having a guy like Kumbula be arrested. I I was I was a bit against that. I was shocked not to find him start this game, but but it makes sense, and it's it's nice to see that you have what who come mostly who comes off your bench are youngsters. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, Mancini, to remind everybody, he is suspended for the next few Europa League matches, so... Fonseca is going to be forced to alter things. So I think from that perspective, knowing full well that Mancini is unable to participate Thursday, I can understand why he held out Kumbula. I found it curious why he would bring him on, but that's okay. Obviously, Smalling injured, so numbers are wearing thin in defense. Curious to see if he actually brings back the the, the aforementioned Fazio for Thursday. Uh, but that remains to be seen. Real quick, before we move on to, because just to end it here, I want to talk about Fonseca. I have to tell you, Pedro, this was a guy who many, both Roma and non-Roma supporters, many questioned his arrival. For me, I, I never had any doubts about him joining Roma. The only apprehension, I guess you could call that, and I wouldn't even necessarily consider it apprehension. I, I can't think of a better word at the moment, but the only questions I had about his arrival were in relation to the contract. Three years, three million euros net. So f- fairly large contract for a player of 33 years old. But Andy, just real quick, I, I just can't get over him because so far, at least, as you as you said, probably the most consistent performer on the season He's been incredible. He hasn't put a foot wrong. He's scoring. He's proving decisive. And I have to tell you, beyond what he's doing on the pitch, I love just about every word that comes out of his mouth because I find it interesting. He's saying, you know what? You have to aim for the Scudetto. You have to aim to finish first. Meanwhile, you have Fonseca, who we'll discuss in a moment here, saying fourth place, uh, Champions League is our objective. So it's interesting to see that those two quotes juxtaposed to each other. You have the player saying, we're going for it. And then you have the manager saying, this is this is the objective. And I'm not criticizing Fonseca or even Pedro. But it is, the thing I love about Pedro is just this mentality that he brings. Because remember when Kolarov left, right? We all thought that Roma were losing something, not on the pitch, but in the dressing room, right? They were losing a character. They were losing a campione. They were losing somebody who could raise the level at times, who could bring a little bit of character to the team. Andy, I have to tell you, um, knowing too what we know now, having watched Kolarov, I I would bring him back 100 times out of 100, Pedro, if given the opportunity. Because this guy, I, I love everything about him. And I again, 33 years old, I couldn't care less. Love everything that he has done to date. Love it. Well, this guy, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's um... It's a similar deal to to what we signed up for when we brought on uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, players yeah, to, to wear yes. a, a Roma shirt, uh, Seydou Keita. 
I mean, this is this is the kind of guy who who eats trophies instead of cereal for breakfast. Um, <laughs> he just munches on them, and uh, true. And it's and you can't take that away from from any player. You know, it's it doesn't it doesn't matter if he was the protagonist of in those trophies or not. This is a guy who's seen everything, won everything, lifted everything. Um, and and it just it's it's stamped on his forehead that he is a champion. I mean, he sat on top of the world. He he he's he's won everything that was to be won. Um, and it's it's a pretty rare sight to have somebody like that at Roma. So just like with say Duqueta, I immediately approach a player like that with the utmost respect you know it's it's you watch that player wear that shirt and you feel proud just to have somebody like that wear that shirt and um and with him you know the quality was undeniable uh the age is what was was questionable but again just just like with say Duqueta who came here and I think put in two brilliant years uh worth of performances um, Pedro is is a guy that can lead you see if you follow him on instagram if you follow the other guys on instagram or or twitter uh, you see he's made um a pretty good connection with with other spanish players and vr in 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 carlos perez boya mayoral all of them 10 years or more younger than he is um so that's that's good to know, and that's also good to to have somebody like that, along with along with Jeko. Jeko is a guy who can get, you know, despite his immense quality, he can get lost. I mean, the, he this is a guy who can sometimes put a foot wrong, and when he doesn't have the proper support, he can, you know, feel a bit down more in terms of morale. Um, and you know we we've seen that in the past years where the support the the people around him were really not up to it uh the likes of under constantly being injured Clivert out there chic now you put a guy like Pedro next to him and you're like okay if if you make a mistake this guy has got your back he's there for you he has the quality to to repair that mistake, to make up for it. And and that's what Pedro does. And Pedro is also a guy who, from what I've seen in the matches, he's he, at his age, he's, he's still willing to sacrifice. And that's also something that goes for Mkhitaryan. Despite all this missing of the sitters, he plays a vital role in this team. He switches as a midfielder. Same goes for Pedro. These are two guys that are veterans, that are, you know, older players. And they're all willing to sacrifice along with Jeko. And I think that that is the key to this team's success. This is to have the, 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 the this hunger, this this hunger for 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 getting the win, for being decisive, for not, you know, for adapting. Um that that should be the difference maker and that should be contagious. That should go for everybody. Um, and I really hope that the younger players uh, aspire to that. Um, and I, again, I just, it's funny because it becomes a meme and, and it's unfortunate by a guy, but a guy, and we've criticized him plenty, but a guy like Cristante who accepts that role that he's been forced to play recently and, and 
he says nothing. And when he's allowed to yeah. say, he says only things that go into the positive direction. He says, we can win this. We can we can fight this. We have the quality to to get a win, to do this, to do... It's, it's never uh, something negative. It's always positive. And that is encouraging. I, I know this is perhaps not a quality player and and he's disappointed plenty he's made he's he's put in some horrible performances he's been slow he uh, he hasn't really impacted us in any sort of way since his arrival perhaps um perhaps the only the the the, the exception being the the first four to six months um, of his stay and it seems like his growth has been halted as a, as an overall player but but the willingness to adapt to help out when the team needs him is one of the things again that I I want to see more of in this team. I completely agree and again one of the things that that we were worried about when it came to this Roma was when you take Mkhitaryan and Jekyll off how are they going to score goals and huh, Pedro has stepped up in that regards, complete, like to the highest extent that you could so early on. So I can't say enough about Pedro. One of my, I, I don't think I've ever liked a player this quickly, this much. He's been absolutely class. To end it here on Fonseca, though, we saw a report today come out from Il Tempo who said that even though they won, that Fonseca's future at Roma is still a question mark. It's a question mark because... He doesn't get on very well anymore with Fienga. There's still questions as to whether or not he can carry this team forward. There's also the fact that the club wasn't happy in regards to that interview that you and I discussed in the previous episode where he talks about the transfer market. So even though a match like this, you would think that it would quiet things down. It, it, it would it would bring a little bit of peace to the environment. That That was not the case. So where are you right now with this whole Fonseca thing? Because you, you, you just did say earlier in this podcast, you said earlier on that for you, he won't be here next summer, or at least that's what you expect. I just find this so bizarre because if we just remove the result against Verona, which, okay, a point lost, so a point difference in the mm-hmm. table, uh, I mean, could we really have expected more from this Roma this early? Right. And especially if you consider they should have, without question, beaten Juve. I, for me, that was undoubtedly two points lost as opposed right. to one earned. I, while I understand why Fonseca is still right. being discussed, and again, I have criticisms against him. You have criticism, criticisms against him. But if we look at the valid alternatives, I know we see the name Allegri, Sarri. Those aside, I really don't understand why he is being discussed this much. It is very right. confusing to me. Yeah, it is. It, it is to me as well. And when I say I expect him to leave at the end of this year, it's only because of the impression I have from what yeah. I'm seeing, from what I'm hearing, from from the fact that, as you just said, uh, he puts a decent string of results, some unfortunate, uh, some really not don't paint the whole picture. Um, and and it's it's 
it's like it's like swept under the rug. It's like it never happened, or we live in some alternate reality where uh, Roma have just lost four consecutive games. Um, I mean, we're on equal uh, terms with 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 Inter, having been penalized uh, one point against Verona. Um, so this is it's it's not as bad as what you see on your daily feed makes it out to be and that's unfortunate but i think it's it's something that cannot be saved because once this thing gets into motion the these rumors the the the, the people talking from the club about about fonseca because make no mistake about it i i can even understand the friedkins not wanting Fonseca as a long-term option or maybe looking for, you know, looking for alternatives that sort of fit their ideas and, and sort of stem from their ownership because Fonseca is still someone who was here when Palota was here. Uh, I, st- I, st- <laughs> I still believe this is an agenda that is being carried uh, forward by members of the management that, again, should not be here, should not be here. Um, for long term um members of the management that that probably talk out of spite and it's 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 unfortunate but this happens and it's it's something that occurs uh, many and has occurred many many times here um i i really hope he he sort of turns this around in such a way that you just cannot i that i yes. cannot sit Give here no and no choice right like i want this i want him to turn it around get as many wins as he can so that I'm forced to sit here and say, okay, you know what? I I I I I step back. I I I take everything back. I I actually believe he can be our long-term option. It because I it it, it happens so rarely that we get to quiet the critics. We get to sort of say eat your crow, you know, just shut up and 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 take it. Um but I would love if I would love for, for, for Fonseca to be able to sort of make a decent campaign in the Europa League, um, get more wins in the Serie A, and again, just inject some much-needed consistency in this team. Because again, I don't really fault him completely for that. This is something that we have been struggling since Spalletti and since before Spalletti. This yes. Roma are a team. You look at even the best Romas, the most surprising Romas, the one I, the first one under Garcia. It was a team with ups and downs. And despite its immense quality afterwards with, with Spalletti, still uh, on an individual level, great. But collectively, it was always a story of ups and downs. And I think... Fonseca could be the right manager to 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 make up for it to but 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 obviously needs time and now it all depends on the people who are willing to give him time. There are some things you can criticize him for, but I think we also have to remember, okay? This is his first job in one of the big four leagues, right? This is someone who is going to make mistakes. He's still young. Yes, I understand that he has vast experience in Portugal and Ukraine, but still Again, this is a different animal for him. This is his second season in one of the big leagues. And even though we may question his use of substitutions, even though we may question 
you know, uh, the way he speaks sometimes about the transfer market. Personally, I didn't like when he gave that interview and he was a bit, uh, he had some, he was questioning the club's transfer market campaign. I don't right. like that, but you know what? This is still a relatively young manager. And I think sometimes that that is forgotten. This is, again, only his second season in one of the big leagues. At one of the bigger clubs, it's not as if he went to manage Genoa. It's not as if he went to manage Udinese. Okay, this is a club and in a very particular city with high expectations. And I am right there alongside you that I hope, regardless of what Friedkin may have previously been thinking, regardless of what Fienga or anybody else in the management may have been considering, I hope he leaves them no choice right. <laughs> than to keep him. Because I let's be clear here. I, I think in this moment, other than the two names, Sarri, Allegri, who are you really going to take yeah. that brings you to a higher level? For me, it's a very short list. I and I, I see people say De Zerbi, but and and because because of what they see at Sassuolo, but I'm I'm still to believe in that fairy tale, unfortunately, with De Zerbi. De Zerbi is somebody that if he comes here at Roma, Roma will get the best out of him. They they will they will you know they will sort of manipulate him into whatever it is that the higher power higher powers want him to play. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, it's easy to point names that are playing well. And again, it's Sassuolo, Roma, it's a different animal. For me, Fonseca up to date has shown enough to where he deserves patience. He deserves the chance to make mistakes. Again, he is going to make mistakes. I would like to see him grow from those mistakes. If we're still talking about this substitutions thing in February and March, then I, you know, I will have some question marks. But for me... It's just so bizarre to see the manager being discussed. You would have thought that Roma have been defeated two or three times. It's just not the case. I think they're doing well. The table is obviously, in, in regards to Roma, a complete lie because you have the loss against Verona. Should have absolutely won against Juve. So, again, I don't know why we're seeing this. And for me, this is just a useless conversation that that doesn't, help anybody who who, who by, by questioning the manager this early I, I just don't understand what the motivation yep. is other than to cause the usual the usual storm of just crap that we see here year after year for me if there's things you want to discuss at Roma three or four things that are the issue the the manager doesn't come near that not even close we could talk about positions. We could talk about the hierarchy. We could talk about the fact they don't have a sporting director, just something Fonseca himself pointed out. So for me, in this moment, right now, Fonseca, no. I, I'm worried about a handful of other things before I even discuss bringing him into the conversations. But you, you agree with that, right? The, the fact we're even having this conversation is unfortunate. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate because we're just starting out and there is plenty more to play for and um, no better alternatives out there. That's that's the end of the story. I, I completely agree. Everyone, let us know if you agree. If, if you think this stuff with Fonseca being under discussion is just completely absurd. If you think it's as crazy as Andy and I think it is, let us know. That is where we will leave it. We will be back on Friday following Thursday's Europa League match. So as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our wonderful patrons who allow us to do this week after week. We greatly appreciate your support. So we will talk to you in a few days. So until then, everyone, stay safe. Ciao. Ciao.